You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hello, everyone. This is Connie, and welcome back to another episode of Awaken Radio. Thank you to all of you who are joining me live. It's so beautiful to be here with you. And uh, I have yet again another incredible, incredible conversation in store for you. I'm going to be speaking to Sarah Brooke uh, on the topic of creating space, creating space not only within ourselves, but in our life as well. So it's going to be a really powerful conversation. Now, for those of you who don't know Sarah, she is the owner of The Space In Between. She's a meditation teacher, Reiki master, and theta healer practitioner. Sarah is passionate about sharing techniques and tools that empower people to embody their soul and transform their lives from the inside out. Now, you can find out more about her work at spaceinbetween.com.au. So as you can kind of tell from what she shared there, this concept of space is a really pivotal part of what she teaches, which is why we've decided to really hone in on that as our topic for today's conversation. And while I'm waiting for Sarah to join us, I just wanted to share one more thing that I, um, I read on her about page on her website, which when I read it, it just resonated so powerfully with me and I think is a really beautiful introduction to this conversation of space. She says here, by accessing your own space in between, you grow, increasing your consciousness, expanding powerfully, transforming across all levels. You have a greater capacity to absorb life's ups and downs, to heal yourself, integrating everything that happens on a deeper, more profound level. You harmonize with life's flow, accepting and trusting all changes rather than fighting against them. Life becomes an amazing or inspiring journey rather than a constant battle. That paragraph to me is just incredible and I think it gives a beautiful opening into my conversation with Sarah. Now I can see she's joined the line so I'm just going to bring her on. Hi Sarah, how are you? Hi Connie. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for being with me today. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, my absolute pleasure. So I was just giving everyone a little introduction into your work before you joined us. And so much of what, um, you know, in terms of when I was introducing you and even the name of your business is about space. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about today and, <laughs> and going to be opening up so many different facets of this topic. Um, and I wanted to start off with you to really get your perspective and insight on what this means to create space and even what is the space we're creating because I feel a lot of people would look at this concept and initially see it from a very external perspective in terms of I've got to try to make more space in my routine or in my schedule or in my life. Um, So I just would love to hear your perspective on what creating space means to you and, and in your teachings. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, well, like you said, when people hear the term creating space or you need to make space in your life or your mind, it sort of can get overlooked or pushed away as something too simple. But there is such an enormous amount of power in creating space. So for me, I guess the best way to describe what it means to me or to convey the um, the power in it is as we breathe when we inhale there's a point of pause before we then exhale and then as we exhale there's another point of pause before we inhale again so that point where our breath appears and dis- disappears to is a creative space like that is where we come from it's where our breath comes from it's where our emotions our thoughts anything from the external world that you see has been born out of that spot. And that is, for me, the space in between. It is where we create space from by simply just focusing on that space in between our breath or the space around us, the space up in the sky. Like, we have to have space in order to be able to create anything in our lives. Oh, that is so incredible, the way you've explained that. And I think that's even for people to grasp as 
initially the concept, those little pauses, and I and I can completely understand now where the name mm. for the work that you do came from because if yeah. you're talking about these small spaces between breaths or between moments or even the space mm. that we see around us. Um, and can you elaborate on, because I just love what you touched on there about creation and that space. Yeah. How do you see that being connected in terms of what we're creating from that space? Well, to be creative, well, everything is created from that space. So for someone that's listening and it's is totally a new concept for them, um, that is an easier way of realizing or comprehending, okay, well, everything comes out of that place of stillness. And when we're wanting to create anything from our lives, and look, we're already always creating anyway, like everything around us that we see in our lives currently is because we've created it. But from a perspective of you wanting to do it more consciously, there is such power and necessity for just having still spots between creating. So imagine that your mind's like a, a computer. And when we're using it all of the time, like a computer, it's going to become a bit overheated. So the mind's job is it's a researcher, an organizer, a forecaster. It'll go backwards and forwards, but it's not really what's creating what's creating is that space or that energy behind it and our thoughts are directing what it is that we're wanting to create for ourselves so when we give ourselves pause or stillness it's like we're turning the computer off and we're just going all right for a moment you can have a time out <laughs> and yeah. when you come back into a more busy or external space your mind's clearer so the clarity or the quality of thought is much more pure and focused and less busy when we're busy and look everyone is busy like I loved your little intro that you'd written for this the script to introduce the show today because everyone is so busy and we we love being busy and I I fall victim to it as well where people go oh, have you been oh, I've been really busy but mm -hmm. is it just that we're learning to live our lives in that way or are we busy productive or busy being enjoying our lives or just allowing it just to whiz past because we're so stuck in our minds and we're not giving them that pause and exactly for people to realize you know we're always creating we're always the creator of our world I love to really sit with the the concept of it's our energy that creates not our action because I think a lot of people believe it's purely their action it's what they're doing but I always believe it's the as we say the space you're coming from the energy you're, mm. you're bringing into that can mm. I just open up more about this conversation because it's it's really, I think it's really, really cool in terms of creation and manifestation because we're saying, okay, creation is born from that space. We need to be in that space to be really consciously creating. However, is it right that we, we're still, when we're not in that space, we're still creating. We can be creating from our mind, from this kind of chaotic space um, instead, right? So can you just elaborate on kind of the, what happens when we're creating from maybe our mind versus creating from that space? Yep. So we're always creating from both anyway, and there's in the, the yeah. paradox that like we can't create without one or the other. However, if we're constantly creating from more of a mind space, we're going to fall more into the space of our subconscious minds ruling the show. And if you imagine, the, the, well, not imagine, the brain is made up of the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, and our conscious mind runs the show whenever we're being completely present, so in the moment. So that's our part of us that holds our deepest dreams and desires, wants the best. It's the part of us on a Sunday that's like, Monday morning, I'm going to be so healthy this week and everything's mm. going to be amazing. And then Monday morning, we wake up and I'm like, oh, too tired. No, I'm going to have a croissant and a coffee rather than a green smoothie. <laughs> so what's happened there? Well, what's happened there is the moment that we're not present. So we're off thinking about the, the past or the future, about what we're going to do next. What's running the show for us? Well, our subconscious mind is. So our subconscious mind is like a tape player. So it records and plays back previous experiences of what we believe to be about the world. The problem there is that a lot of our beliefs are based on what we've learnt from other people. So this is when we'll start to fall into old habits that maybe we can recognise our mum or our dad have done, and we're like, oh, my God, I hate that about myself, but we've got it. What's, what is that? 
um, or if there's habits that we just have a huge amount of trouble breaking free from, it's because it's a subconscious program. And the subconscious is extremely beneficial. Without it, we wouldn't, we'd always have to consciously be thinking about breathing or making our heart beat. Like it's got programs in there that are very beneficial. But the problem then occurs when we've got limiting programs there that are, are stopping us from creating what we want. So I guess the best way to, to see for yourself, well, where are my subconscious programs working and where are they not, is wherever there's flow in your life, so wherever things are working or things come easily to you, well, then your subconscious programs and beliefs support what it is you're wanting to create. However, if there's areas of resistance or there's areas of your life which have just never quite worked for you, then it's hugely beneficial to start to look at the way what your programs are. And by programs, I mean your beliefs about the world. And I guess from a creating perspective and the importance of making space or being still in space is that when we create pauses between everything we're doing and have that reset and refresh we come back and we are creating from the conscious mind versus just doing what we've always done or falling into more habitual patterns because we're running from the subconscious mind. Oh, incredible. The way you've explained that, you have this amazing way of explaining things so beautifully, clearly, and just I just <laughs> grasp exactly what you've said. That's incredible. And and I, I teach so much about this as well, about conscious creation, about, you know, mm -hmm. because I think people hear a lot about, oh, be present, be mindful, and it sounds like a really nice, oh, that sounds nice, I'd like to do that. <laughs> but I think we underestimate how pivotal it is because exactly what you're saying, when, when life starts to, so many people experience this, life feels like the broken record, you find yourself just running on autopilot, you you just reach for the same foods and, and tend to react in the same ways, you know, it's very reactive, that's the mm. unconscious programming just driving you, right? Yeah. And that ability, yeah. and I think exactly what you're saying, and you've broken it down in such a simple way, which is, this isn't about you having to become like a Buddha, Buddhist monk and be incredibly mm. mindful all the time, it's like, can you just put that little pause in? in different moments of your day where you can stop, recalibrate, take a deep breath and just become conscious again. I think that's an incredible way to approach it. Yeah, and it is actually really easy and it's more just creating a habit around making sure that you've got those, those pauses and those stops there. And I think the important thing to realize when we're creating too, and look, I used to do this all the time and I think that's <laughs> why I can explain it because I know it, I've been it and if I'm not careful and present, I slip straight back into it. But um, when, to realize that we make changes in the everyday, like it is the everyday life is where we are going to make huge changes. I think sometimes when we sit down and maybe make our vision boards or forecast into the future and envision this amazing life for ourselves, they're then becomes a huge gap between where we are currently and where we want to be and that gap creates yep. overwhelm or anxiety or doubt where you're like well that's just not going to happen because yep. you need to break everything that you're wanting to create down into the everyday well how's my everyday life going to change so say for example I'm wanting to manifest a romantic partner well it's important to then sit there and go well what do I need well who will I be if that person's now in my life how will my everyday life change and do I have space for that person? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which for me, I'm working through at the moment because I was like, oh, I so think I'm ready to let someone into my life now. And when I looked at my week, I went, and where is this man going to fit? So, <laughs> oh, I'm laughing so much at this right now because I had that exact realisation um, just the other week. It's so good. Yeah, it's been fascinating and amazing and a really good learning for me to go, okay, well, I can see why there hasn't really been anyone around because <laughs> there hasn't been space for him. Um, and this is like for anyone that's listening, for anything that you're wanting to create in your life, have you got space for it? And how will your life change if this thing or this desire comes in? Mm. And it's, again, exactly what you're saying. This, I feel it's a moment-to-moment -moment choice of who you're being in each moment because that is uh, creating your future. Exactly what you're saying. We kind of set these big goals or even like people come to me and they're like, I want to be able to move beyond self-doubt and fear and I just want to feel peaceful and happy. But to them, that mm. feels like a gigantic leap. Like, how am I ever going to get there? However, if you say, okay, in each moment, that's about me choosing peace and happiness over worry and stress 
or that's about yeah. me taking the moment to take a deep breath. If you just keep it in the moment and every time, you know, you're going to go off unconscious and you're going to lose it, then you bring yourself back and you're like, okay, I'm going to reset that and start that again. That's, that's how you create that change. Um, and, and just to go on what you're talking about, about here, about creating space, can you elaborate on, do you feel it, because I understand it's the external space, I was the same as you. I'm like, okay, so my, my business has become my boyfriend right now. I don't know where there's room for someone else. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. You know, you have that realization. But is there also inner space that's, that's required to manifest and bring in that experience as well? Definitely. It's all um, whatever's happening externally to us is a mirror for what is happening within. So um, whenever we are actually even creating space in our external life it's because we've made a significant shift within our inner space that we're maybe not holding on to old memories old emotions old toxic thought patterns and the simple and most effective way to start to clear that stuff is just to focus on space and stillness within you and I know that that just sounds totally simple particularly you know I'm a healer as well and I've come from um, modalities before where we we do so much work on the mind and mindset and I love that because I am so mind heady myself but the further that I move through my life and the further that I work with clients and practice all these techniques myself it just keeps coming back to stillness and for all use myself as an example um At the end of last year was when I stepped into my business full time after working in corporate and running my business at the same time for quite a few years. And what I really had to change the mindset around and experience was that I had a lot more space in my week and to not want to then just fill that all of the time. But in doing that, um, I've been so much more productive and creative And it's been when I've sat down and meditated and then come and uh, worked on the computer or I recognize that if I'm getting stuck or too heady on maybe creating a new meditation or writing an article, that if there's resistance or a block there, that maybe that's a good time to step back and just to be still. I had, well, I've been asked to submit a chapter to my friend Adele Veggiehead's book on, Mm. she's writing a beautiful book about grief and rituals to help people move through grief. Um, So I had, I guess, a huge amount of pressure on myself that I wanted this chapter to be perfect and to honour my cousin who I was writing about as part of what my grief story was. And I kept going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards and trying to push from the head to write this piece. And what I realised was that I just needed to step back to be still and to come from more of a heart and soul space so heart and soul for me is the same as that still point between the breath and when I did that then all of a sudden the words just easily flowed it was like I was channeling something in a way and then when I read back over it I was like oh my god did I actually even write that because it had come from such a space that was beyond the mind that creating for me and this is what I'm loving teaching people at the moment can actually be really easy I think we're sort of taught from a young age to create means a lot of hard work and yes it requires a lot of dedication and focus but I don't know that it's actually hard work it's just allowing things to flow without pushing ourselves when it's hard work that's when our mind's coming in and we're we're pushing rather than letting things flow and you're always going to create from quite, I feel like you're always going to create quite limited or not quite aligned results and manifestations from that mind space. For example, you could have yeah. pushed out that content, but it wouldn't have felt the same, you know. But when you let no. it come out from that infinite space within you, you know, it's exactly the same mm-hmm. thing that I experience. You're like, where did that even come from? And then, for example, you manifest that person to come into your life or you manifest more money to come through, whatever it is, and it's the same experience. It's like, that was effortless. How did that even happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's because you've created from that heart and soul space, that, that pause versus um, from your mind trying to make it happen. And I just yeah. quickly want to backtrack to what we were talking about, about inner space, because I think what you shared there is so cool that our inner world is so filled with, as you said, things like old belief systems and memories and stories and, 
and suppressed emotional pain and, and thoughts and all this stuff that consumes epic amounts of inner space. And I feel mm. like that's what gets in the way of us manifesting. Um, one of my mentors who I worked under a lot last year is Amir Zoghi. And he, when he talks, when he teaches manifestation and when he teaches about money, he says, you don't lack money, you lack space. And I, yeah. and I had to really sit with that for so long to even understand mm. it. Um, mm. But it's easy. It's like exactly what you're saying. And I guess this is why you're so passionate about teaching things like meditation because mm. that space will create, because that space within you is infinite and abundant and limitless. When you connect with that, you then bring that into form and your yeah. results, your bank account, your clients who show up, your partner who shows up are all reflective of that energy. Absolutely. Like it, I hammer it all the time and people nod and go, yeah, 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 I think it's good. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, meditate, people. It will change everything for you <laughs> because it doesn't matter what happens externally. You've always then got this point of focus to go back to. But then the paradox is, is when you're doing that, Everything changes and this is why you hear stories about, um, you know, women and men starting to meditate and then they drop 30 kilos without even doing anything. Well, you know, why is that? And then or maybe they start meditating and, and meet a partner that they've been waiting to meet for ages because when you meditate and create that space and stillness within, it's imagine that where you're, you know, you're holding your basket of life and there's only so much space that can occupy this basket so if we're really really wanting something to come in and you look at this basket and go well where where am I going to hold this the best thing to do is to start on an inner space and go well what can I let go of of my story um so if it was a, a relationship well can I let go of what my ex-boyfriend did to me or the experience of grief or whatever it is to then bring yourself back into the present so you've got that space to hold what it is that you're wanting to create, and I guess the other thing, important thing I want to mention is that our emotions that we're holding on to aren't the enemy here either. They're our friends. It's just somewhere along the line we've pushed them in a back room, and like your friends, they don't like being pushed <laughs> and shut away somewhere. All you need to do is just start to open the door and go, "Oh, I forgot you were there," and they just yeah. want love and attention. And when they've got that they'll go away and that's what I loved about your meditation in particular off um, Claire's 21 day meditation challenge because I do something similar with my clients with for those that maybe didn't listen to it Connie's got this really beautiful meditation on meeting your emotions and just allowing them to be and it's coming from that space of just sitting presently with your body and just allowing whatever needs to surface to surface but in that type of practice you are just bringing presence to your emotions and that is an example of how you can transform your emotions, your beliefs by simply observing and noticing them. Yeah. I'm so, yeah, what you've, I know we sort of connected on that when you, when we were emailing about that, mm -hmm. how passionate we both are about supporting people to be with and move through emotion because people don't realize how much space uh, those things are taking up within them energetically and how much mm. when we're talking about living from an unconscious way those emotions are driving you unconsciously they're yeah. causing you to have reactions and get triggered by things and shut down on people or block abundance all that type of stuff and we don't even know mm. it um, mm. so yeah, so so again, just to, to touch on that, because not everyone might have heard my meditation or, or even experienced yeah. the way that you approach it, but so you would encourage people when that energy, because here's the thing, people will set the intention and say, okay, yep, I want to I wanna experience more inner space. So then your body <laughs> goes, okay, cool. Well, we're going to bring up everything that is currently <laughs> taking up space and you're going to have to yes. move through it. And then people go, yes. no, 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 and they shut down again, right? So first of all, to understand if you're making this inner decision that your body's going to start to respond and say, okay, well, we're going to bring someone into your life who's going to trigger, trigger that old anger and you're going to have to yep. move through it now. So, so what's your, you kind of touched on it, but just to support people a bit more, how, how you encourage it and support people to move through that stuff because sometimes it's really intense, isn't it? 
Yeah, oh my God. And I think that's an important thing for people to be aware of when you start meditating, that it's like doing a juice cleanse, that you're going to go through (laughs) a little bit of detox symptoms. And sometimes it can be physical, like you might actually get really sick and get a cold or um, feel gastro-y or get the hot and colds as your body's starting to release something because it is like Connie said you know you set that intention all right I want to connect to my inner space and I want to feel peaceful and blissful well guess what everything that's in the way of you experiencing that is going to come out first and foremost so that you can let go of that to be able to experience that so it's so common when people start meditating that things appear to get worse they're like, what is this meditation stuff? I feel horrible. <laughs> I actually had a client this week who did the 21-day meditation um, project and she sat down she's like, well, I feel worse now, so I don't know about this meditation <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it's like, okay, so what's coming up for you? And it was all of these old emotions that um, she'd been spending a really long time protecting herself from had chosen those 21 days to to release. Um, and now that she has that awareness, it's more like you're like, okay, I'm happy to let this part of myself go or I'm happy to let this part of myself integrate. To So to expect, I think there's that old, um, well, it's not an old saying, but it's a, a visual of when we've got a cup full of water and then there's dirt down the bottom of the water. When we start to meditate, we shake the glass up so that all of the dirt comes to the surface so that we can see it. But in time, if you keep with it, those little dirt particles will either disappear or settle or you'll recognize them for what they are and that they're just part of you. They're not something to be afraid of. But with the realm of emotions, look, God, it's one of the the main issues that we face globally and as a planet at the moment is people's lack of being able to embody and deal with their emotions in an intelligent, conscious way because We've come from generations before us that really have had no um, knowledge or awareness of how to deal with emotions. They've just been repressed for such a long time that when they come up, we don't know what to do with them. We're taught to either repress them or overly express them and project them out onto other people, whereas when we can embody them and just sit with them and go, okay, I'm angry, so what this, what's this anger about? Well, anger is an energy helps us create boundaries, it protects us. So it's got a very real and necessary function in our world. But if we overexpress it, we burn everyone around us. And if we repress it, it festers and that's no good either. So every emotion has a message and a power that it's helping us with. Sadness as an emotion is just letting go. It helps us let go. So without feeling sadness, we can't let go of anything in our lives. So everything that all these emotions that we're like, ew, I don't want to feel that, serve such an important purpose to make us full functioning, flowing humans. It's amazing. Yeah, I love what you're touching on there because you're you're sharing. It's almost like let's start to have a different relationship with our emotions, particularly for women. We're like, I don't want to be mm-hmm. the emotional chick, you know. I don't want to be the one who's crying <laughs> all the time. And we have this little judgment around being that person. Um, and particularly, you know, in the corporate world, you can't really be walking around crying all the time either. And so we, we really mm-hmm. mask that. But you're kind of saying let's really almost – it's like opening our hearts to ourselves and to our emotions and, and embracing them and being like, wow, I can see the purpose this is serving and, and mm-hmm. can I understand this and, and process this part of myself? And and it, it takes the fear out of it. It doesn't make it such yeah. a, um, like, I, I really want people to grasp from this conversation that being emotional isn't bad. Having emotions move yeah. through you doesn't mean something's gone wrong. And I think mm-hmm. breaking down the stereotype that, when you meditate a lot, you're just like this calm lake that never gets rattled by anything. And and the thing is, probably with meditation, you know, you're still going to have all the emotions, but you just will process them quicker and more effortlessly. And, yes. um, you know, just to share an example, I was going through a relationship breakup. It was like, I don't know, five or so months ago. And um, I gave myself so much space around that, that when the emotion would come up, um, I was lucky to be working for myself from home. I would just take myself off to my room, sit down, cry like a nutter for like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and then I'd be like, oh, I'm okay now, and then I'll get back to yep. work. 
So when you really get into the emotion, you just you process it, you clear it, and then you move on versus us carrying sadness for years upon years. Mm. So for people yeah. to realize that actually having the courage to dive right into it in that moment, it frees you up. And then you never, you know, you will go through it again, but not at the same level. Definitely. And I think it's like what you just described is when we just sit with the pure energy of the emotion itself, it does just turn into energy. We're like, oh, you know, my heart might feel like it's going to explode or my eyes are all puffy from crying so much. But when we can just be and allow the body to do its thing with the emotions, rather than letting our minds come in and then analyze or judge or why am I angry well it's because my boyfriend broke up with me or it's because my brother was mean to me all of the stories that we have around our emotions let go of them create the space around it and just hold the emotion and go okay I'm sad okay there's something in me that's sad I think that's the other important thing to realize too is that emotions are visitors they're part of us that come in and out they um aren't going to completely overwhelm us to a point where we can't function. The only time that happens is if we've built them up for such a long time that they're stuck. That's when they become overwhelming. But in the moment when we're feeling emotion, when we process it, express it, sit with it and then move on, it's got no reason to hang around and haunt us, really. It'll come in and out. So rather than, I guess, the other way that we'll deal with emotions is that we merge with it. So if we're angry, well, it's I am angry rather than, you know, something in me is angry. There's something there that feels angry. So that's just, again, yeah. going back to the creating space theme. When you can create space around your emotions and just recognize, okay, they're part of me, but they're not all of me, that can really help, particularly if you're going through grief or anger or sadness or whatever the really strong emotions can be really sort of overwhelming when we're not used to dealing with them. Yeah, that space makes such a difference to almost be the mm. observer of the emotion rather than being yeah. the emotion yourself. I love what you said yeah. there about the, the I am, not so much identifying with it. Yeah. And I think a real, really key point for people to take on board is the story of what has triggered that emotion to some extent is irrelevant. Like the more yeah. that you you get caught in the story it's it's endless but if you can almost completely let go of what the trigger was at all whether someone did something mm. wrong or whatever and just be with that energy that's when you move through it really quickly yeah and look as you're talking i just got this image of it's like weather like you know some days are rainy and some days are sunny and some days are windy our emotions are just like that, but we don't sit there and start to tell a story about, well, why is it rainy? This person directed that and that and that. It's just rainy. So let <laughs> yeah. yourself be rainy. It washes your car, it washes the plants, and that's the same for us. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's such a beautiful way to see it. Um, yeah, because... We create so much drama around it, which um, is almost a complete waste of time. Like, for example, talking about the weather, yeah. if I was to sit there trying to really understand why the weather was doing this and who created that, and that's not fair. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's exhausting. <laughs> it is totally exhausting. And this, <laughs> you know, this is how people get sick. This is how people really have a hard run in life. It all comes down to, well, how easily and how well do you process your emotions? And the minute you move through it, you create space. That's what I really would love people yeah. to, to understand as well. Below the emotion is the space. Definitely. Oh, it's it's so good. And I, even if this is new to you, you still will recognize when you've had experiences in your life where you've let go of a huge amount of emotion or um, a lot of pressure on yourself or a weight on your shoulders and you just feel lighter and you're like, oh, that light, that lightness is you vibrating at your optimum, and when you're in that space, is when you're going to bring in amazing things for yourself. But as long as we're still stuck looking back or forecasting too far forward, there's not going to be a lot of movement. I love that you brought in that concept of vibration because that's so true. I feel like space is a very high light energy a vibration mm -hmm. you know that yeah. um that when we can walk around and function in our world with 
space inside ourselves, the I feel like the flow-on effect that we can have. You know, I've, I've always go back to the phrase that I heard, you know, it says external chaos in your world is a reflection of your inner chaos. But mm. same that this space, this high light, fine vibration that feels at peace and is, is quite effortless. Um, you know, so many people are so caught up in how can I make my life better and how can I set some goals and mm. how can I fix this? It's like, no, you mm. work on your vibration. You work on your energy and then yep. your world just naturally changes. Yes, definitely. And you start to have a hugely positive effect on everyone around you as well. It's um, it's amazing. I don't know if you're aware or if your listeners are aware, there's an organization called HeartMath and it's a group of scientists that uh, study the Earth's electromagnetic field and also the, uh, the electromagnetic field of humans because we admit, like it's been scientifically proven that we emit a frequency that radiates out. Like we... Um, moving particles we're more like more like sound waves versus than anything solid like yeah. we appear to be solid but we're really just little atoms vibrating together um, and there's space around each of those cells and mm. what the heart mass organization realizes that they have satellites going around the earth's atmosphere measuring the earth's electromagnetic field and they've worked well this was already knowledge anyway that when the earth's magnetic field is weaker it has an, a huge effect on the planet. And when it's stronger, there's a, a, an effect as well. So when the Earth's magnetic field is weak, there's more cases of suicide, there's more natural disasters, there's more cases of war or terrorism, anger. However, when the Earth's electromagnetic field is strong, there's more cases of celebrations, uh, more cases of sporting people making big leaps, scientists making discoveries. So it has this huge flow-on effect. Well, within mm. ourselves, we have an electromagnetic field that radiates out of our brain, and then there's one that's 5,000 times stronger, which radiates from our hearts. So mm. I guess scientists are starting to really back up and close the gap between science and spirituality to realize that, you know, emotions and felt sense and intuition is a very real, tangible thing of of who we are. And what was incredibly fascinating from their work was that they realized in studying the Earth's electromagnetic field that there was extreme peaks and troughs at different times and they, there wasn't any real reason or systematic effect as to why. Um, and there was one particular huge spike one day where the Earth's electromagnetic field became really, really strong and they decided to run a time and date line against it to work out, well, when did this exactly happen? And they discovered that it happened on September 11, 2001, 15 minutes after the first Twin Tower was hit. And they worked out that it took 15 minutes for the world's media to beam that image around the planet of the tower being hit. But what was the incredibly fascinating thing for me is that rather than that being an outpouring of fear, that was an outpouring of compassion. And there's studies or there was um, a lot of interviews that after the Twin Towers fell, New York for the next week just turned into this almost blissful place like even though they're dealing with such destruction and um you know a horrible thing that happened but everyone teamed together um there was such a love and a care for your neighbor like if people had power they put a power board out in the street so that everyone could charge their phones and there wasn't anyone uh there wasn't a lot of cases of looting and things like that while it happened because everyone was so connected and the HeartMath team have also looked at other events when that's happened and definitely after a natural disaster, it brings everyone together because we're all helping each other in compassion. But it also mm -hmm. makes us really appreciative and grateful for what we have. Uh, Princess Diana's funeral was another one where there was a huge spike, mm -hmm. again, compassion. And this one made me laugh, but the first season finale of The Bachelor in the US because... <laughs> Everyone loves the love story and wanted to know who was going to pick. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, but there's spikes when there's sporting matches and things like that. So anything that brings us together with, a, you know, a common love or interest. But 
what these scientists have discovered is that the way that we can manipulate and dictate our resonance, so they call it incoherence when we're setting out bad vibes or good coherence when we're sending out good vibes, I guess is the best way to describe it. But the best and quickest way to get into that space where you're radiating that good vibe is by being in a space of appreciation and gratitude. So I just loved that because it just backs up what so many spiritual texts have been telling us for thousands of years that our modern day science is now realizing the huge profound impact that appreciation and gratitude has not only on our own physiology but the world around us as well like it creates a flow on effect it strengthens the earth's magnetic field when we're all in a space of compassion oh my gosh that is so incredible i actually heard a guy from um that institute speak at the conscious club in sydney yeah sure yep. is that Howard you heard him as well yeah yes yeah that was an incredible evening when he was talking about that. And and mm. I love that you've just shared all the details of it because I couldn't remember exactly everything he covered. But it is yeah. so powerful, that heart energy. And, and again, it's everyone's like, oh, it sounds like such a nice concept. I'm going to write my gratitude list and I'm going to say everything mm. I appreciate about my life. <laughs> no, do not underestimate the impact of something like that, right? Because yeah. exactly what you're saying, we're talking about you know the, the vibration you're emitting, the energy you're emitting. But understanding that from the heart, that it has its mm. own electromagnetic field that actually impacts the Earth's electromagnetic field is incredible. Mm. So all these people who are like, you know, I want to change the world and I want to help people. Well, you take responsibility for what you're emitting from your energy and that's how you'll make Definitely. a global impact. You don't, you don't have to go in start a movement you know in some other plant on some other country you just simply embody that that heart energy that love appreciation mm. gratitude kindness compassion generosity you know that in itself it not only heals the planet but it heals your body right how many of us yeah. are kind of i don't know there's a lot of physical stuff going on there's a lot of stress all that stuff and um, in terms of dropping into that heart energy, you mentioned, you know, even that that stopping and appreciating, and obviously meditation. I know for me that yep. really drops me into my heart. Is there yeah. anything else that you use that really really supports you to drop into that that heart space? Yes. So last uh, November, I bought a golden retriever puppy, and he oh. has been. The best influence for me dropping into a space of presence but also compassion. So anytime that I want to get into my heart, I just think of him. Like I'll just think of him doing something ridiculous or <laughs> the image of him sleeping. So we've all got, I guess, a memory or a person or something that drops us instantly into our hearts. And it really, it can be instant. Like it'll take a second just to get into that that memory and what you're really looking for is something that invokes that emotion so that you're really feeling that that love and I sometimes when we use the word love instantly our minds are going to go to romantic relationships and depending on what your love life's been like that can be a traumatizing experience yeah. <laughs> so you might not want to use your intimate relationship as that focal point maybe it is your mom or your grandmother or your child or someone um, or the Dalai Lama or so, because he's got such a, you just think of him and look at his image and he just makes you smile because he's got that embodiment of compassion and presence. So something that does embody that is the quickest way for you yourself to get there. So it doesn't even need to be a, um, a traditional meditation practice. It's just a matter of redirecting your thoughts. If you are thinking of something not pleasant, know that that's having an effect on your physiology. It's putting you into stress, flight or fight mode. Whereas when you can redirect your mind to get it to start to review good memories or um, good things and events, that's going to have a flow on effect. So I'm not saying, you know, be positive all the time and put on a happy face, more just redirect and just if you are feeling really shitty, pop on a movie or something that just helps you redirect a bit. Yeah, and I think for people to really uh, take this as quite a, a powerful thing and not underestimate it, kind of 
coming up with your your little own toolkit of what really supports mm-hmm. you. Um, for me, nature is incredible. I live by the yeah. beach. So, you know, going back to what we spoke about at the start about space, I think you're even talking about, you know, how you can feel in a space when you're mm-hmm. surrounded by external space. You know, for me to go to the, the beach and look out to the ocean, which is so expansive, and then you also mm-hmm. kind of see the the sky stretching over the ocean and then there's this like you know millions and billions of bits of sand and there's just this space all around you that drops me into my heart instantly and it helps me reconnect with the space within me by kind of being surrounded by the expansive space outside of me so I think um, for people to, you know, and even little things like music and dancing, like just putting music on mm. at home and dancing around while I'm doing the dishes, that kind of brings out that playful heart energy for me. Yeah. So I think for people to not underestimate the power of those small little things they can, even if you spend your bus ride to work listening to music that just makes you so happy, that in mm. itself drops you into your heart space and prevents you going into the office, you know, with toxic energy as you're stressing about stuff. Yeah, to find those little things that that bring out that heart energy in you is really powerful. Oh, and I, I love that you've touched on nature because that's key for me. I live near a river, so whenever I'm feeling a bit stuck or stagnant or emotional or mental to to in the head mm-hmm. is the time when I'm like, okay, time to go outside and, and just go for a walk not for the view of I'm needing to exercise, but I just need to get outside in nature because nature is space. It's uh, stillness. It's just perfection. So when we're out in that, we remember that we're part of that and it helps us to get out of that mind and that pushing and the struggle. And if you think about it, we live in these little square buildings which are sort of containing our energy and we um, we spend our lives looking at you know our laptops and our computers or on our phones and they're all sort of square and dense energy but when we're outside our energy is just able to expand so we are more free moving and the elements can work through us like if it's a windy day the best thing I, I love doing is just standing outside in the wind because wind is air and air is connected to our thoughts and the mental field so if you're really in your head windy days are great for just blasting out all those old thoughts that don't serve you or if it's you know if it's raining to to open up the windows of your house and hear that rain falling is just such a a beautiful company comforting thing because water is connected to our emotions so you know there's every element of nature is connected to a part of us because we are nature so whatever you can do to be out with that just instantly brings you into balance without you having to do anything Mm, it really is it's not about um, yeah, doing lots and trying to make space here and meditate more here yeah. and use those sometimes quite small, simple things that almost just feel like the like you can exhale a bit, like, oh, you know, yeah. I feel that little bit better now um, just from something so small. Um, this has been the most incredible conversation. I've, I've been so fascinated by everything we're talking about. I just wanted to check as we kind of wrap up, is there anything around this concept of, creating space that we haven't touched on yet that you felt you really wanted to share? I think just to, um, I guess, we've covered, I feel, the the important things and I, I love how this conversation just free flows and that there's a trust involved that it'll, <laughs> whatever needs to come up <laughs> will come up because everything has, I think, with just to reiterate what you've just said then that creating space isn't about forcing to create space the space is already there within your lives it's more just bringing your conscious awareness back to it so that you're not stuck in these old pushing and I guess it's a very masculine way of creating and it's just indicative of the way of our society works that it's about hard work and forcing and life meant to be hard Whereas we're moving into this beautiful, I think, more feminine space where it's about letting go, allowing the answers to come and find us. That yes, we're very strong and focused, but it's not about pushing. It's more about receiving. And when we create space, that allows us to receive. And if you just push, 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 well, there's no space for you to to receive. Yeah, I believe that's a, a real collective shift that's happening, and I and mm. I believe that we'll we'll support that in our world by, as we've been saying, 
you know, being the change, you know, doing that shift within ourselves from, yeah. from the doing, the masculine, the pushing to understanding we are already space, life is already space. I mean, I think the, they say the universe is something like 99% empty space or something like that, like mm. it's so expansive, to realize that yep. all this process is, is letting go of what's taking up that space. Definitely, and I think sometimes we can think that space is empty or nothingness is empty, but yeah. it's actually totally full, like it's everything. Yeah, <laughs> One of those that's exactly right. You start driving yourself a little bit mind crazy when you think about it, but it is, that's, it's everything. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. infiniteness it is available in that space, the infiniteness mm-hmm. to be anything and create anything. Yeah, definitely. Oh, wow. Oh, this has been so awesome. I've loved this conversation. Um, <laughs> before we wrap up, I'm wondering if there's anything you want to share with, with the listeners about anything you're working on at the moment, anything you've got coming up, what people can expect from you over the next few months? Yes, I am almost about to launch my new website. So I saw your new one yesterday, Connie. It's beautiful. Thank um, you. And I'm really excited because it's okay. I guess it ends up being like a bit like a baby that's in incubation for a lot longer than yeah. what the mind would like it to be. But I feel like the baby is ready to be born soon. There's a few little things that I need to to finish off, um, and I'll launch that around the same time as my next meditation album, which is going to be called Activate Your Inner Healer. So there'll be five meditations on that, just in terms of helping people bring themselves into balance. And harmony, and again, that's been in the works for a long time. So it feels like <laughs> there's these two babies that are almost ready to be brought into the world that I'm very excited about. And um, with the website, I will be launching a blog, so I will be finally starting to do my own writing. Even though over the last couple of years, I've done a lot of guest blog posts or um, in newsletters share a lot of information. It's nice that I'll have my little online space to share with anyone that is drawn. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds beautiful. And as I said at the start, it's spaceinbetween.com.au. So people can go and check that out. I will be um, eager to see your beautiful new site as well. Um, thank you so much for your time today. I, I just really appreciate you sharing uh, all of your wisdom on this. And, and you resonate so deeply with me because you're the same as me. I really like to break this mm. down into very clear, practical ways yeah. of, of talking about this for people to practice this stuff. And that really resonates with, with me and I know with the audience as well. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Connie. It's been great. It's been awesome. Uh, you have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you to everyone who's been listening to us today. And uh, I look forward to sharing another episode with you guys next week. Thank you, Sarah. Have a beautiful day. Thanks, Connie. Bye. Bye.